Welcome in to The Realist Show on radio, your daily dose of reality radio. This is The Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards, live here in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. Mac Hike Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Flowood Studios at the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza out here in Florida, Mississippi. I've got my Tuesday morning guest, Miss Therese April with DarkHorsePressNow.com. Good morning. Good morning. If my voice sounds a little off this morning, I've got some of that seasonal drainage going on. That's what happens when you get fake spring, then second winter or third winter or wherever we're at in the winter scale. Is it? Yeah, it was a little warmer this morning. It was 40 degrees instead of 25 this morning, which makes a difference. It does make a difference. Now I went out there, preheated the car, got the seat warmers going. I got in the car. I was like, maybe I did a little too much. Still had my jacket on. I was like, all right, I don't know if I need all this. What's going on, Tris? Oh, my goodness. Well, um, everything. You know, I'm, I'm in the process of moving. And um, that is not ever something I'm going to do again after this. Unless there is, like, somebody that, or unless I have the money to pay people just to walk into my house, straight up, pack everything for me, like, out of the cabinets, out of the drawers, whatever. And then I can just go to the new house, and they will unpack it exactly where they found it. <laughs> yeah, I, after moving from Crossgates to to downtown, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't have your dang mic on. That oh was, no, we don't have ears in here, guys. Yeah, sorry, our headphones were uh, were MIA. I yes. got all the texts. Thank y'all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All so right. the gist of what you missed is I'm moving and I'm miserable about it, but I'm almost done. Now I'm getting texts. Yes, yes, yes. I, sorry, I'm not used to having a guest in the show, so sometimes I forget to hit the button. Uh, Therese said that she's tired of moving. Let me summarize it for y'all. Thank you for all. I, I tell you what, sometimes you wonder if people are listening. And yeah, you make a, a mistake, then you, you know. You let a technical <laughs> error slide, and, and, and they got your back. Right. They, they will let you know. Right, so. absolutely. Yeah, we got in this morning, one of the adapters on the other side of the desk is missing, so she couldn't wear her headphones, and there was no need for me to have headphones on. So I took mine off, and well, without the headphones, I did not notice that her mic was not on. That's right. So there's the reason why we should be wearing headphones all but the time. But radio solidarity, thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Therese. Yes. Well, we have a guest coming, Chris Piku. Yes, we do. He's going to be talking about uh, some canine stuff. Yes. So, um, you know, of course, Chris is one of the, the best dog trainers probably in the, the south, if not the country. And um, so they've got some trials coming up. And it's always a lot of fun to go out and watch. And these dogs are so well-trained that you can have one running full speed at a you know, suspect or, you know, at the quote suspect at these trials. And, um, and the handler can just, you know, call them and they'll like turn on a dime and come back. And it's amazing. Plus, you know, it's fun to kind of watch when, they are looking for the suspect. They've got six boxes lined up, and somebody will hide in one of those boxes, and these dogs go box to box until they find the right one. Um, and we've got some great ones in this in the metro area. Rankin and Madison counties both have, I mean, and, and the city of Madison also. Um, I always say Rankin and Madison counties as inclusive of the cities that are in them. But anyway, we've got a lot of really good dogs around here, um, which is part of the reason that you see so much activity from the interdiction units and things like that. But 
these these trials that are coming up, part of the reason we want to tell everybody else about it is because it's so much fun to go watch. Just like I said, just seeing these dogs do their thing and and seeing what they um, what they do and and how their training actually pans out. Because you know what, my dog. I've got a Catahoula cur who is smart as he can be, and maybe he could be one of those dogs one day. But, I mean, on a daily basis, all 70 pounds of him is trying to climb into my lap and lick my face, and that's kind of more of the dog that I'm used to. So to watch these dogs that are absolutely like, you know, sport, they handle like sports cars, you know, um, it's incredible. It's just really neat. So Chris is going to tell us more about that. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what, those canine units, what they do is phenomenal, especially mm-hmm. if, when you see them get a hold of somebody. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. like, ruh row, I didn't eft around, I didn't found out. Mm-hmm. And I know of many cases <clears throat> right here in Mississippi where those dogs have saved their, their handler. You know, like if that person had been out there alone, it would have been the end of the day. But the dog is the one that, you know, came to, to their handler's rescue. Um, so that's always just a, and plus I'm such a dog lover, you know. Uh, t- touche they have taken over my house <laughs> they have taken over my house and we have a uh then we have an uh, an adopted dog there a couple of days a week right and um so it, it is fun and a little young lab baby girl girl lab uh-huh. about, about two months three months old <laughs> and um she's like she is shot out of a bottle rocket <laughs> everywhere she goes yeah so that's fun to watch the puppy abuse the two little Oh, full, yeah. the full-grown uh, miniature dogs, right? And uh, so that that's fun. So they get snappy with her, and she's just galloping all over the place. <laughs> and uh, so it, I, I love dogs. I, I can just watch dogs, like put a webcam on them, right, or a security cam, right, and just pull it up and watch it on my phone all day. Yeah, like they're just what they get into and the stuff they do. And that's actually my my camera just went off um, to tell me that one of my dogs was moving, but my camera picks up people. And so it'll say there's a person in your living room, and then I'll look, and it's just one of the dogs doing something. But I've got such big dogs that they show up as people. So, um, I, I, I just change the subject here. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen this Republic of New Jackson website? Oh Republic my of Jackson. I have not. I can only imagine. Um. Well, the the, the free the land folks. Okay. Or behind it. Okay. I mean, th- not, not directly, but they're behind it. This is their mo. This is the Lumumbas, or their 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 fundraising arm anyway. Right. So I've got it pulled up here. The website, if y'all want to watch along here, is um, Jackson Gov Jackson G O V dot U S. Hmm. So they so they even went and got a almost dot gov website to make it look official. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to read, you know, just the just the top part of the website here. Same city, new dispensation. You are now asked to envision a new independent Jackson that racist federal or state government can't usurp control of. A Jackson in which there is no poverty at every and every adult has a credit of one hundred thousand dollars in their city treasury reparations account. Envision a Jackson where all housing is free while the empty properties and spaces are given away to, for free to those who need housing. Imagine a Jackson whereas your electricity and water is not shut off but allocated to you for free. Place in your mind the idea of the marketplace being owned by the community 
so what you don't spend money so that you don't spend money but instead you rotate it back into your own pockets this is the new dispensation if you choose to assert your right of self determination this is the republic of jackson so all joking aside where mm-hmm. where does what about the current property owners are they just supposed to is this now in south africa they tried something like this right. where they just took all the land back from the people in a bit of a war over that yeah um <clears throat> is that what they're planning on doing is just taking all of the land from the people who already own it, because a lot of black people own land in Jackson already, so wouldn't they be stealing from one another to make this fantasy land happen? I'm 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 deeply disturbed by this rhetoric. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it, there's a lot. You know, historically, there's a lot to unpack here. I always mention well. Detroit. Yeah. I always mention, you know, people are like, why do you always compare it to Detroit? Well, these are the same people. They tried this in Detroit, mm-hmm. and it did not work, clearly. Detroit failed miserably, and it, it, it's it's taken it forever. Well, I'm going to call back. this what it is. This is some whack jobs with big dreams that are just trying to stir people up, but this will never get traction, you know. Well, they've already got a mayor. Well, I mean, that's true, but how's a mayor going to secede from the state and the country? <laughs> Like, I don't think that's possible. You know, I'm almost to the point, Tress, where the, I'm almost, can, can we just let them try it <laughs> and just and see how it works for a couple of years and, and just cut off all state and federal funding for the city, move the capital out, and let's just let them try it for a little bit. Like, so we can, so one of us can pr- be proven right. Either they're right or we're right. And just say, you know what, guys, have at it. You know, there is a point, and, and I'll use a biblical reference. So, like, the prodigal son. Why don't you give me my inheritance, Dad? I'm going to go make my way in the world. And then when he finds out he's sleeping in the muck with the pigs, eating their slop, then he's like, oh, okay. Now, that said, um, you know, like I said, I don't think this goes anywhere. But it really, like I said, it's deeply disturbing to me that there's that kind of talk out there. It is, and so I, they have a they have an email list. Okay, did you sign up? I did. <laughs> I did. Okay. My my name uh-huh. was Clay Freeland Edwards. Okay. And I, of course, I used the mayor's office as my phone number, but I did give them my email. Right. Because I I am curious to follow along in their uh, whatever you want to call this. They have these people called. <clears throat> what are they called here? You can become. A human rights policy officer, and you oh. wear, and you wear all white with an AR-15 of some sort, and you do have a bulletproof vest. You look kind of like uh, UN police. They got a picture of them here. Well, I'll have it, to look it, up that picture. It, it looks. So I signed up for that too. Right. So I'm hoping to get my my kit, and my my application in the mail. And see, uh, see if I can get on boots on ground in Jackson to help stop the poverty and the colonization of Jackson. Right. <sighs> Let's take a call real quick. Let's take uh, a call. I can't hear it, but Derek, you there? Hey, buddy, how you doing? I'm good. Uh, unfortunately, Therese's headphones aren't working, so only I can hear you right now. Well, and oh, and, and everybody in radio. Said, boo, boo, Therese, boo. We're gonna um, try to. I'm, we're gonna fix them during the break. I, I, I'm playing. I'm playing. So you need to go on real quick. 
Hey, listen, guy, I, I wanted to bring something to your discussion real quick. You know, be careful, Clay. You know, our racism is showing this morning. <laughs> Notice <laughs> I said our. <laughs> hey, listen, so if everything's free, then how you, how can you have a market? No, you can't. I really want dumb um, ASS people to understand that these something-for-nothing folks Something for nothing is impossible. So they talk about where well, everything's free. You get this. You get all this socialist handout. Okay, then how do you have a market? That's a self-imploding system, which you already have in place there in the city there, uh, Clay. Well, I, I hope ain't nobody entertaining this stuff. Well, I, I'm only entertaining it because it's comical. It makes for good radio. Yeah, I, know. But, I, I know, I know. But... <laughs> You know, they did say their city treasury reparations account. So in their mind, they intend upon there being some reparations paid, but they're going to manage it for everybody. The only people that need reparations are people who actually suffered injustices, like the World War II veterans that were black and didn't get access to FHA loans. They they need it, and they did, and the FHA did go back and re- made up for that because my grandmother had her house built. Because my grandfather was a World War II veteran that was denied that. Our, That's reparations, okay? Our January 6th patriots are going to need reparations when they get out. Exactly. Hey, yeah, they're going to need it. Anybody that's still alive that suffered from Rosewood, they deserve reparations. Anybody that somehow still survived, I mean, they're still alive from the Oklahoma, uh, from Tulsa, Oklahoma, they deserve it. Other stuff, no, no. If there is some type of injustice, you know what, Clay? Military soldiers whose bodies are debilitating when they retire, they deserve reparation. I agree. Just about every person that I've ever known that retired from the military, somehow their bodies start breaking down. You ever notice that? Oh, yeah. Ain't no doubt about they it. Deserve re- yeah, they deserve reparation. Yep. Hey, Derek, we got to take a break, brother. Hey, you're welcome, brother. You have a good one. You too. Stay safe. All right, we're going to take a break real quick. When we come back. Rest will have headphones live. Hopefully, y'all have ears. In the Mac hike of Flowood Studios, this is the Clay Edwards Show. Off to a rocky start, but smooth <laughs> roads are ahead. We'll be right back on 1039 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the Mac hike of Flowood Studios, right outside the, uh, the outskirts of the New Republic of Jackson. The um, proposed New Republic of Jackson. They don't have it yet. Now, these are the same people. Uh, you know, Lumumba's dad was a part of that whole Republic of New Africa mm-hmm. thing that they tried in Jackson where they ended up, uh, they killed Judge Skinner's dad. Yeah. You know, so they have a record of, of, of murder and violence. So. Well, and, and the thing is, um, sorry, I have one ear. I'm still trying to fix the other one. Um I think what bothers me about it is that it's like this is, in effect, a bid to secede. And now that said, again, I'll I'll call it what it is. It's a bunch of crazies who think they're going to throw all this rhetoric out there. And if nothing else, stir the people up, you know, because obviously, you know, if you want to divide it into races, you know, People are going to get riled up on both sides and they're going to yell at each other. And that that kind of chaos is what this kind of situation is there for, to continue to drive a wedge. And that's what pisses me off about it. You know, and these are the same people who will tell you that only rednecks and racist white trash want to secede from the 
from America, right. and, and that January 6th was an insurrection. Right. Let's take a call from Sylvia real quick. Hey, Sylvia, you're on there. Hey, my team, y'all together. Love it, love it. Hey, love Sylvia. It. I just wanted to say all this free stuff that this new republic is talking about, there's only one thing that's free in life, and that's salvation to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It wasn't free for him. He gave his life so that we could be saved. And that's really all I wanted to say and say good morning to my team. <laughs> we love good you, Miss Sylvia. And I think that's Bye. true. Like if this Bye. is going to be if this stuff's allegedly going to be free, the very basic, very elementary question is, where's that money coming from? Well, they're stealing it from somebody. I'm not some I mean, not the money. I'm not sure about that part. But this talking about taking abandoned houses. Now, if they say I did all the research back when I started the Save Jackson page, most of this abandoned property in Jackson, especially the abandoned commercial property, yeah. is is owned by these black churches in town. Okay, and they're not doing so. They're they're going to steal that from them. Hmm. I mean, I, and then the housing. <clears throat> we're going to make everything free. We're going to make the water free. Well, the water's been free, sort of, for the last few years, and you know we see that that grinded the system to a halt. Right. Is energy supposed to just continue to let you use their 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 um their energy wires, their, their cables, their system for free? I, just, I mean. And that's that's kind of the question for me is like, all right, so y'all are going to funnel this in from where? Or are you proposing as the Republic of Jackson that you will build these infrastructures? Because the problem that we have with the infrastructure now is monumental. And you guys are all about saving some money or spending or taking or whatever. So that's going to be your number one priority right there is going to be, you know, trying to get that taken care of. Hold on. Now we have more mic questions here. Plug into that. See if that works. Chris Piku is in the house now. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, again, uh, they want reparations. They want all this stuff. They want everything for free. I, I'm at the point with Jackson that I say to hell with it. Let's go. Let's let them have it for a year or two, three, four, five. I mean, and see what they can do with it. Now the hundred thousand dollars each in the treasure in their reparations treasury account. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know how they can do that, but okay. I want to um, open up a buy here, pay here car lot in here if they do that. <laughs> Look, I want to say that we keep saying they, but to me that they is like a very small group of people who have been at work on stuff like this for a while, and I could name specific and notable people who are involved in it. But one thing I want to say, and this this changes direction just a little bit, but, you know, we got Chris here. He was the undersheriff under Tyrone Lewis, and they had a situation. They had a, a program called MACE. It was uh, based on the Baton Rouge area crime eradication or Baton Rouge. Brave. Uh, yeah, it, it was oh. called Brave. So Sorry, let me cut your mic it on was, there. It was based on Brave in Baton Rouge, and we'll let Chris tell us more about it because it was actually beating the crime. It was actually we were seeing results. Yeah, so in, in that program we took uh, – the worst part, I went through there and found where the worst part of Jackson was, which at that time was right off of West Capitol, yeah, Louisiana, all that right in there. And, uh, and and we took a different approach at what Baton Rouge was doing. I took, uh, I think it was eight deputies and put in the area. Um, and, and, and it wasn't a let's put everybody in jail type situation. I wanted to know who the problem people were in that area because I know it's a small amount. 
um, but we had to gain the trust of the community. Right. So over time, uh, we were able to do that, and we were able to reduce violent crime in that area, 66% in that one area. And that is so huge. Right. So it, it was a good program, um, but we didn't. We weren't able to run it long enough to really make it have a, a, a long-term effect. Sure. I remember the plan was to start there and then kind of branch out until you cover the city, correct? Correct. Well, my my thought process was, and Clay, you're from Jackson, is we didn't lose Jackson in one night, Mm-mm. all in one place. We lost right. it a piece at a time. And so we had to get it back a piece at a time. So that's that was the approach I was taking. Let's get the worst area, get it under control, then we can move to the next area. Uh, who pulled the plug on it? Um, well, one, the election did, but two, this very group you're talking about um, the, gave the, me a hard time about occupying the community, that type stuff, and it wasn't anywhere like that. You know, we weren't in there setting up roadblocks. We weren't right. just uh, – the whole thing was when you go into an area and you start doing that, you start affecting the people who aren't doing anything wrong. Right. And and you, that's where you get some of your bad feedback. So we just went in there, and we wanted to know who our problem people were. I pulled those people in, gave them an opportunity to get straight, and when they didn't, I said, okay, well, the next thing is you're going to go to jail. Mm-hmm. So we targeted them. Yeah. I want to take a call real quick. Okay. Hey, caller, you're on there. Good morning, Clay. I have a question for you in regards to this new Republic of Jackson. They're literally, are they saying that they're becoming their own country? Yes. What it sounds like. Okay. So you're going to need a passport to get into Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Uh, realistically, what is is to be expected here? Yeah, like, can I drive from, you know, Kapai County through to Madison County? Uh, uh, (laughs) Am I still allowed to use the interstates? Hold on. Are we on the Rankin County side? Should we start blowing bridges in place to start setting up a border patrol? Right. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, do they have any idea what they're proposing here? They, they will be cut off from the rest of the state quickly. Yeah, the, the yeah. least ag- the least agricultural county in the state, by the way. Yeah, in in, in, in Jackson, the, the the with the least available agriculture uh, at their disposal, with the least amount of farms at their disposal, with the least amount of resources at their disposal. Well, and they better be good neighbors because they're flanked mm-hmm. by Rankin County, Madison County, Warren County. You know, at least like none well, of those Clinton are places alone, you want to make mad. Clinton alone isn't going to put up with anything. We oh, already yeah. know that. Byron won't put up with anything. No, they won't. And, and I certainly won't put up with anything. Hell, Clay, you already know me. I worked for you. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I recommend I recommend them get some chickens. <laughs> chickens and cows and God knows what else. Yep. Where are you going to put uh, them? Well, I hope their neighbors don't steal them, but uh, they, well, don't, they don't have a good track record. they're gone, I guess they can do mass production at the Jackson Zoo. Oh, hey. Yes, that's not a bad turning into a big city farm. I see yeah. here. Hey, Danny, I got to take a break, brother. Thanks for calling in this Thanks, morning. Danny. All right, good to hear from you. All right, all right. We're gonna take a break real quick. Come back, get this thing on course. But I, there's no way I was I was gonna let uh, the Republic of Jackson slide this morning. No, no way. I may do tomorrow's whole show about it. But when I'm we come, I'm always back, very diplomatic about Jackson. But this is one where I would mock them openly, constantly. Well, they th- these <laughs> these very these very people were laughing about it, but. These very people are the same ones that were part of the Republic of New Africa 
who killed Judge Skinner's dad back in the 70s. Right. So they have a history of violence. Yes. And they are to be taken serious. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we'll be right back live in the Mac Hiker Flow Studios. This is The Clay Edwards Show. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Are we breaking the rules of the Republic of Jackson? Uh, well, we're right out. <laughs> we don't we're, know. <laughs> we're right on the outskirts, and frankly, I I have such little respect for these for these people as humans, as people, mm-hmm. as anything that I don't care. It, you know, I'll be disappointed if I'm not on their list. So, look, this segment, speaking of list, is going to be brought to you by a one. Gear and Auto, man, get over there and see Justin and his team today for all your automotive repair needs, whether it's brakes, water pumps, your check engine light on, anything they got you taken care of except diesel engine repair. That's all they don't do. But hey, what they really specialize in is your ring and pinion, transfer cases, all that stuff. You got any kind of roaring coming out of that rear end, you put some new big oversized wheels and tires on. Go get your, make sure you got the right gear ratio. What a lot of people don't know is when you put those big wheels and tires on those Jeeps y'all about to buy for Jeep season, those factory brakes also are not intended to stop those big Jeeps uh, or those big wheels and tires, should I say. You upgrade your brakes too. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to think you can stop on a dime and find out you can't. So uh, get out there to A1 Gear and Auto. Let them take care of all that for you from basic repair to uh, engine rebuilds and everything in between. They got you covered. Right there on 49 South in Florence, big white building, big red sign uh, on the right going south, right before Gunner Road. That's A1 Gear and Auto. Thank you to Justin and his team for supporting WYAB and the Clay Edwards Show. All right, Chris, I ran into your wife the other night. Yeah, she told me over at Jake's. Yep. Man, what a what a hidden little gem Jake's is. I say hidden, everybody in Brandon knows where it yet. is, but yeah. it is really yeah. good. I've heard it's great. It is. And my my brother-in-law was singing. Uh, is Dusty your brother-in-law? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's her brother. That's her brother. That's okay. Right. Well, good stuff there. Yeah. I saw where he was going to be there. And that's why we went. Because I hadn't seen him in forever. And man, I walked in and knew half the dang restaurant. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, He's there just about every Friday night. I think it's every other Friday now. Something like that. Well, yeah. that makes it easy to uh, keep on the calendar. Yeah. Then. Absolutely. And he does a good job. He does. Really you know what I liked and you know, what I was talking and I made note of when I was there? He's turned down enough that you can actually enjoy him and enjoy a conversation. That's so important to yeah, me absolutely. now that I'm old. Because <laughs> I am 100% deaf in my right ear. Yeah. So if if I don't get it in my left ear, I don't get it. Right. right. And um, so I was able to sit beside my friend, and she was to my left, and he was on the other side of her, I mean, just no further than we are apart, playing and I could still talk just like this and hear my entire conversation. There mm-hmm. were actually people yeah. to my deaf side, and I was able to lean over and hear them. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. It's not, you know, not so loud that I can't enjoy it. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, well, Chris, what brings you in today, my friend? Well, uh, I was talking to Therese yesterday. I was, you know, we have the, uh, it's called the United States Police Canine Association. Uh, it's a national organization, but it's broke down into different regions. And so we're Region 26, which is the state of Mississippi. So every year... We have an event, and uh, it's a certification for the. It's a certification for the dogs, and uh, the dogs have to meet a certification every year. So this is our our main certification that we do every year. Um, so we'll have dogs from all over the state in, uh, and it ends up the way it's done, uh, being somewhat of a competition for the guys uh, with their dogs. So we have that coming up April the seventeenth through the twentieth, and. Um, the patrol part of it, which is the obedience, stuff like that, the bite work, 
that's all open to the public. I'm about to ask, is it, Therese, I'm sure, you, did you cover this last year? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I've covered a few of them. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. Yeah, so it, it's, it's a good event, and it gives people an opportunity to see just how well these dogs are trained and what, what they have to do to uh, meet a certification. Well, and I think something that people don't realize until you've seen it in real life, you know, you see it on TV and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but it, it's not the same as seeing in real life these dogs – it's like you assume, oh, it has teeth. That's scary. But the speed and the power of these animals. Like I remember um, at one of the ones that I've been to recently, there was a, a, a little, they call it catching um, when the dog, when you're holding the bite sleeve, you know. And uh, there was a girl who was catching the dog and she was a little, I mean, she was petite compared to the men. And... Um, you know, she. I, it was amazing to see this dog hit her, and she would go down and get up again and again. And that, you know, then you put a guy next to her, and this is not a battle of the sexes, I promise. But you put a guy next to her, another dog who's just a little bit bigger, like takes him to the ground doing this. And you, you watch first of all the dogs that do this, and just the again the power and the speed, and like when they hit you, it's like a Mack truck. But also. You're kind of like, wow, look at these people that are catching these dogs that are just taking it over and over again, getting up and being fine after being hit by a 70-pound, 80-pound, you know, speeding train. Yeah, and, you know, you were talking about, we were talking about reparations, or I heard y'all talking about <laughs> for different people. I think I need it from all the years of catching these dogs because <laughs> it, it's had its toll on my body. Uh, matter of fact, my wife will not allow me to do it anymore. She says I'm too old to do it. So. <laughs> it is only a number, Chris. <laughs> well, only and, a number. and you have to be careful because there are a couple of them that have specific styles. Like there's one Rankin County dog that um, will grab you and then readjust his mouth. So he's going to chomp you one good time, and then he's going to chomp you again to get his teeth set. Well, but he'll grab you near the inner thigh. So there's some danger in there if you're not watching. <laughs> um I, I think he may be listening right now. Which one of our friends was it that got locked in the dog cage kennel? <laughs> I believe that might have been a guy named Nick McClendon. <laughs> uh, got got locked in his dog kennel and had to call somebody. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a dog that wasn't social. Right. So they had to lure the dog across the yard, and then John John had to jump over the fence and let Nick out and jump back over the fence. So, right. yeah. Those are funny. the things like, where is the camera? Right. Oh, my gosh. Well, the person that he didn't call was me. Right. Uh-huh. He did not, because that would have been the first thing I'd have done is went over there and videotaped him inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, where is the uh, the big event? And uh, there he is. Uh, where Where is the big event at? So, um, this year we're having it in Madison, um, and it'll be at Liberty Park. Um, we have the narcotics and detection, but the, the public isn't able to uh, observe that. Well, that but, makes that kind of makes kind of sense. You don't want to give away uh, insider. Well, that and and you know people, it's it's hard to do it when people are talking and that kind of stuff. With the patrol stuff, the dogs are so driven, uh, you're not going to bother them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have it out there, at Liberty Park, got it set up. So uh, it should be a really good event this year. Mm-hmm. And when is it? I, I think I heard that. Um, April the seventeenth uh, is the first day of it, and it'll go through the twenty first, but. Um, the nineteenth um, and twentieth will be the patrol part of it sure. out at Liberty Park. Well, and I can tell so many stories from the things that I've seen at these that just you know boggled my mind. And they may not come across the best when you tell the story, but there was one day that one of the dogs is out there, and it was the box thing, box search. Yeah, the box mm-hmm. search. So you're supposed to go in what a counterclockwise or clockwise? It, it we uh, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. but the way we train our dogs is is uh, a clockwise 
movement. Okay. Yeah. Well, and one of the dogs that is one of the tracking dogs and is known for being a very good tracker um, keeps looking at this one box, but it's going to be the last one on the search. And so I'm watching the dog watch that box, and I was like, I bet that's going to be it. He searches all of them, but like just little sniff, little sniff, little sniff, little sniff, because he already knew where it was. Right. And just sitting from where he was, like he had already picked it up. He already knew where he was going, but they, they knocked the rest of it out. But it was so funny because when they found the person there, obviously I was like, okay, that was way cooler than, you know, than anybody gives that dog credit for. Because all the other dogs are like, I don't know. Let's look. Let's look. Let's find them. Mm-hmm. Voodoo's like, nah, it's over there. <laughs> well, that that comes with experience. So the dog's walking between those boxes and he's smelling already. Mm-hmm. And then he says, oh, it's in that box. Mm-hmm. And then you have him facing this way and all of a sudden he turns around and goes. And that's fine as right. long as he finds the person. So it's to simulate uh, a suspect search like in a building or something sure. where the dog has to use the nose to find the human odor. Is Voodoo the most decorated current canine right now or most of all time? I, I hear Voodoo's name come up all the time. Mm-hmm. So so Voodoo does really well in his tracking, um, and he's and he's found a lot of people. But we've got other dogs that have too. Um, so Voodoo is a, is a good dog, but all our dogs are pretty much top notch. Sure. But you hey, hear Voodoo's name a lot. Yeah. Voodoo's been involved in usually, a bunch of, bunch of big drug busts too, I guess. Mm-hmm. So. Well, yeah, and I, I think he's usually the one that tracks down the suspects yeah. and finds the the missing kids and that kind of thing. Too, right. So. He, he's 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 got a lot of uh, a lot of finds. Well, he just had surgery uh, the other day on his back, so oh. we had to have back surgery. So he'll be out for about two months. Sure. How old is Voodoo? Voodoo, if I remember right, he's six or seven years old. Yeah. So how long how long do dogs stay in service? So if we can get eight to ten years is kind of what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in Voodoo's case, you know, some people would say, well, why would you do the surgery? He's already close to retirement. But we have to. He's put too much into the community to help save it and or not save it, but to keep it safe and um, for a quality of life for the dog. Yeah, but, after, after right. retirement, but, sure. But we got good news from the vet. Um, up at Mississippi State said that they had no doubts he would be able to make a comeback. So we're pretty Good. excited about that. Good deal. So yeah. how old are they? I'm sorry, Tris. Okay. Uh, just kind of ending the conversation about the dog's age. I know they're born and, and put straight into the training and stuff, mm-hmm. basically. How old are they by the time they get into active policing? So I don't I don't like to start a dog um, before it's at, young. It's about 18 months. Okay. And uh, where we can put some pressure on them because when they're out here searching for a suspect or having a fight with a suspect, there's a lot of pressure on that dog. So I need a dog that's got some maturity. And uh, at that at that age, I can really test and put it through some things to make sure that it'll fit what we need. Um, so 18 months uh, to two years old is generally where we like to and see And then it. go to for eight or nine years from that point. So the dog's typically around 10 years old when it retires? No, I'm looking eight to 10 years old. Oh, eight to 10 years yeah. old. Okay, now so about Malin- six or seven years of right. policing. And then the Malinois is usually, um, well, you know, I think uh, Nick's last dog was – 17 before before he passed wow and i think i think he was active till he was about 15 um i've got one in the kennel right now that that's uh 12 fixing to be 13 uh that can he's not as quick as he used to be but he can still find drugs and that kind of stuff um so you know just every dog's a little different but the malinois tend to have a little bit better longevity than the shepherds sure well and and i was thinking about um, Juanis, I don't mm-hmm. remember how old he was when he retired, but he was one that had done so much that y'all were actually able to get him like a funding through a 
canine hero grant or something for his to live out the rest of his life, right? Right. So Juanis is still alive. He's 13, yeah. I think. Uh, we retired him about three years ago, and there is programs out there, and they will uh, they send the handler food every month, and they take care of all his vet bills. Because once these dogs retire, as far as the state's concerned, they're a piece of property. So you surplus it. Yeah. And then once you surplus it, it goes to the handler, and then the handler's responsible for all the upkeep. That was the we had a question on the guns and gear text line from Amber. What what happens to the dogs when they retire? Where do they go? Right. right. So there. So when they retire, we find these different programs where the handler is not out of pocket um, because you know the county or the city can't continue to take care of it once they surplus it. Got right. It. And and I imagine there's probably a lot of vet bills because these dogs don't live like cushioned lives oh know. absolutely yeah i mean look at voodoo just had to have back surgery <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. definitely not you all right let's take a break real quick we're gonna come back land the plane for the first hour i'm here for three hours today we've got another hour with my good friends chris and therese right here in the mac hike flowwood studios we'll be right back on 1039 wyab breaking rules when necessary welcome back into the clay edward show we're live here in the mac hike of flowwood Studios and this segment is brought to you by our friends over at Guns and Gear, located right out there on Highway Fifty One North. We love Guns and Gear in Gluckstadt. That's Guns and Gear. You can shop them online, GunsandGearMS.com, or go in the store and see Hunter and the team right there, home of No Limit Ammo. So much so that they even changed their sign and added it to the sign right there above the. Did uh, they? I think I saw that on Facebook. Above the door, that's where I saw it too. Therese, you you bought a couple of guns out there, hadn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. Like if I need if I need a gun of any kind, I go talk to Hunter about it first. Um, they've also Cerakoted a gun for me. Um, it was kind of cool because I wanted to replace this little Beretta that I used to have years ago that I had ended up pawning to get a different gun. Um, and so, long story short, I never was able to go get it back. And um, this is like probably ten or fifteen years ago, but I always loved that gun. So I picked one out with Hunter. Um, and they ordered it for me, but the only co- color it came in was silver. So he Cerakoted it a dark, like dark, 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 dark blue. So it looks black, but it's actually a deep navy. And what's cool about that is it's a one of a kind now, you know, and it, I mean, it looks just like the one I had, only there's just that little blue tint to make it different and special. And that's the kind of service you're going to get over there. Yeah, I've got a, uh, I got a post pulled up here real quick before I break. It's uh they got a great deal going on on some, um, here it is. Uh, a case uh, or ten boxes in a case of Winchester twenty gauge for one nineteen a case. Then they have here's what I was actually looking for: a thousand rounds of nine millimeter, hundred and fifteen grain uh, ammo for two ninety nine for a thousand rounds. Out Not there bad. Guns right no, now. that's good. That's that real good. good. Yeah. I thought so too. And I, that's, I, you know, I bought a uh, CZ Scorpion nine millimeter because I wanted something that I could afford the ammo. Right, mm-hmm. and that nine millimeters, but you know, it's right in my wheelhouse. Right, so I'm always trying to stockpile a little ammo when I can. So I think I would get out there and grab a little nine millimeter bag of a thousand rounds, mm-hmm. and you can too at Guns and Gear, located right there on Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt, right next to the all new Booze Smokehouse. I've heard that's awesome. They uh, they have opened up a Brandon. I mean, not a Brandon. They've already got a Brandon location. They've opened up a Gluckstadt location mm-hmm. right there on 51. All right, when we come back from the break, we got a whole other hour here with Chris Piku and Therese Apple on the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. This is a 
Matter of fact, this segment will be brought to you by our friends over at Mac Hike of Flowood. In particular, I've got a Ready Teddy McRaney's Facebook post pulled up here. They got it shared to the Mac Hike of Flowood Facebook pay- page. I can't talk this morning. You would think you would think <laughs> we a got guy, all kinds of snags this morning. We? <laughs> you you would think a fellow that fancied himself as a talker on the radio could uh, finish a sentence. But <laughs> <laughs> if you were in the market with one of those new Jeep Gladiators, you know, that's the Jeep with the truck bed. Yep. Over there at Matt Kaiga Flowood right now, they have got $5,000 in rebates plus another $2,000 in discounts, which means three things. One, a brand spanking new Gladiator for under forty k. Two, the negotiation is already done, so you won't be here long. And three, you have some money to play with if you want to do any modifications. So that is uh, Ready Teddy McRaney's Facebook yep. post, and he's one of the great sales guys over there at Mac Hike of Flowood, located right there on Lakeland Drive at Airport Road. Yep. Uh, great team over there. Go over there and see them for those deals and more. Their general manager, Corey, is up in Las Vegas right now at the release of a really, really cool supercar that their Dodge is releasing right before they do away with the gas-powered uh um hot rods yeah it is a it's the reveal of the 2023 challenger srt demon 170 it's the world's first production street legal drag car that runs ethanol 1025 horsepower wow they brought it in by helicopter and dropped it there pretty cool stuff so i watched a lot of people apparently i'm friends with a lot of hot rod people on facebook yeah because it was a very popular uh conversation last night on my timeline cool but uh, maybe they'll have one there at Matt Kike Flowood soon. But uh, if you're just a normie like me, <laughs> get by, yeah. get by and see them for a, a, a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, or a low mileage premium used vehicle today. Mm-hmm. And you can shop them online at MacHikeCDJRF.com. And I know a lot of people. I talk about this a lot, but I try to be helpful and give people advice. Do as I say, not as I do. And if you bought a vehicle top of the market, twenty one, early twenty two. And you paid premium uh, market value adjustment on that new vehicle, and you're upside down by ten grand or so. When they offer these big rebates and these big discounts, it is your chance to try to chip away at that and get back into a normal payment uh, or trade cycle. Right. We're not having to hold on to something for five years if you don't want to. Right. So uh, goodbye and see them. See if they can help get you uh, out from under the water that you got yourself in buying a vehicle at the top of market. Absolutely. I love going there every Friday to do the Facebook Lives because I've learned so much from these salespeople about cars and used cars and how to buy a car and how to sell a car. So when I tell you they know their stuff, like I I go to school there. So. Yep. All right. Uh, in closing on the canine stuff. Yes. Uh, you You said you wanted to put a bow on that. Yeah, so um, you know, I want people to 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 come out and, of course, watch this. But we, uh, as a region, twenty six, what we try to do is on these events, um, make enough money so that the top five dogs in the state, uh, we can afford to send them to the national event, um, which is which is a huge uh, thing. So that that's the reason that we have these events and try to. Uh, you know, raise some money so that we can we can do those things. Chris, now, I'm ahead. sorry, Chris. Tell everybody who you are, real quick. I, we, we we I think we take for granted that we know who you are. Tell everybody who you are, what you do. Um, so yeah, I'm Chris Piku, and I'm the uh, supervisor for Rankin County Canine Units, uh, the interdiction units, and also the City of Madison uh, supervisor for their canine units and their interdiction team. So I, I'm the supervisor for both units. 
Um, I've been in this um, my 33rd year. Uh, and the last 28 of them have been in K-9. Mm-hmm. So, so I've been in this this realm for quite some time. Yeah. Chris and his teams are responsible for keeping uh, 55 and 20 as uh, as safe as they can. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we we we. We do. I mean, I have to say, we're one of the top five um, interdiction uh, agencies in the country on That's a consistent true. basis. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't get to see much of what's going on north of us. Uh, Fifty five. I'm just mm-hmm. not up that way too much. But I see all in action between Pearl and uh, or between the Pearl River and Scott County Forest. Right. A dang good mm-hmm. bit. You know, yeah. right, right right through there. So I know what y'all are doing, and I, I see it all the time. So. Yeah, and and the, and on Fifty five, which is not as much going on Fifty five, but but we do stay busy there too. Sure. Yeah, no doubt. Now, Chris, when y'all go to the nationals, tell me how y'all fare. You know, how do you, where do y'all come out in the when it shakes um, out? Um, you know, through the years, it's it's you know, it, you don't ever really know. But we've won it a few times. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Nick McClendon won it one year. Uh, it was a national champion. Um, but I have to throw this in there, and is he won it with my dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we know he's listening <laughs> um we've had several uh national champions i come out of the region 26 yeah. uh, but you know you're talking about five thousand members um across the country mm-hmm. we hold our own I, i'll say that anytime we go we hold our own yeah for sure yeah, it was good stuff. And we we and we we've been picking at Nick a little bit this morning. But man, Nick's one of my favorite guys. He's the pol- he's chief great. of police over there in Richland, and he's a very good know. police chief so far. He's in what his first or second year, mm-hmm. and yep. he is doing a great job. He's doing he, Nick's doing a real good job. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he got in there and realized that uh, you know being a being an officer and then being a chief, it's it's a whole different world. Yeah, you got to worry about budgets and politics liability and, and politics, <laughs> and so. Uh, but he he's wading through that water well. Yeah, he's standing up to it. You yeah. see, some guys get in there and kind of fold and become different people, but Nick has has stepped up. What yeah. I've what I've liked seeing from Nick, and this is no knock at anybody else, uh, right. predecessors or anything, but anytime there's a situation in Richland, Nick is the first man on. You know, yeah, it's a, the buck stops at him. Right. Yeah, he's in front of the camera explaining what's going on, and I like that. As a as a as a not a media person, but as a person who's interested in the news, mm-hmm. I find it very interesting. I, I appreciate somebody who jumps in front of it and is as transparent as they can be. Well, and from my perspective, having worked with police as long as I have, that comes instinctively to some guys, and I don't know that I would have expected it from you know a former interdiction narcotics guy like i usually the narcotics guys tend to be less media friendly just because of the nature of their job but um but i i appreciate with nick that i can also call him and just say hey i'm working on this story am i on the right track or am i way off and he will at least tell me like yes or no um and that's important with as a reporter to have those kind of connections because in the end that keeps me from reporting some dumb nonsense that somebody got through to a TV station or something like that. Um, so every time I, I run into a chief that can do that, it's important. But, you know, I, I think it has been – I have been really impressed with, with Nick in his first year compared to not all but other police chiefs in their first year that I've worked with before. Sure. So yeah, Absolutely. Uh, uh, so, Chris. Yes, sir. You know, I, let's talk about medical marijuana for a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We knew All right. it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I fall in the camp that I'm I'm pro because people voted for it. And, you know, I'm like, I'm kind of a liberty guy. Let you, people do what they want. 
within reason, you know, what's legal, roll with it. And you've made mention a couple of times that you'd like to kind of come on and, and talk about maybe the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And so the microphone is yours. Um, what is what is the other side of it? I know I, I think I've, I've I've heard mentioned you know kind of some of the things that have gone on in Oklahoma and the cartels have gotten involved in some stuff and some other things. So the microphone sure. is yours. I want I want to hear your side of this. Well, you or, know or your concerns. Sure. I say. Well, and I've heard you say yourself that uh, marijuana is absolutely a gateway drug. It, it was for me. Yeah. It absolutely and was. So through my experience and through the years, uh, I've been involved with the arrest of thousands of uh, individuals who were addicted to meth, heroin, crack cocaine back in the day was a big thing. Uh, and when I did talk to them, um, I usually found that that's where they started. And I usually found that they started in junior high and high school, kind of early. Uh, I'm not saying that everybody who partakes uh, in marijuana is going to be a, a, a meth addict or anything like that, but I am saying that it is it absolutely, in my my opinion, been a gateway drug. Um, the my problem with this medical marijuana is there's so much unknown. Uh, you can't really get a straight answer from anybody about anything. Just like the gun issue we're talking about, um, some people say it's not going to be an issue. I can't see how it's not going to be an issue when you're filling out a federal form. Um, how are we going to uh, police this thing? How are we? Wh- what's going to happen if I stop somebody and they have a medical marijuana card, but they have marijuana that's not in the packaging that it came from the dispensary, but it did come from the dispensary, but that's against the law. I mean, so there's just a lot of things that, that I think uh, we're going to have to work our way through. And now when you're talking about interdiction, that could be an issue, too, because the dog alerts to the scent of marijuana. Well, at that point, you guys have the right to search the vehicle. You mm-hmm. don't know if you're going to find, you know, cartel marijuana, you know, 100 pounds of it or somebody's medical marijuana. You know, when I mean, I'm sure there's a way to tell based on the vehicle and whatever. But but the point stands that, you know, you may be looking at some cars where the people get incensed because I have a medical marijuana card. Well, absolutely, but we have to keep in mind, too, that it's still against federal law. Mm-hmm. Search and seizure falls under the Fourth Amendment. Um, so, you know, there's going to be some gray areas. Now, you know, probable cause is the probability that, that contraband will be found. It's not saying that it's, you know, uh, for certain, but it's a probability. Um, so what happens when I run a dog that's trained on marijuana, he alerts, there's a little bit of marijuana in there, but there's 100 pounds of cocaine in there. Right. <laughs> the defense is going to be, what did he alert on? Well, it doesn't matter because as long as it's still a Schedule One drug mm-hmm. um, and it's still illegal on the federal level, then, then uh, it's going to be a good search. Now, I've heard some of these, these uh, the pro-marijuana folks say things like, well, we just need to retire all the dogs that are trained to marijuana talk about the expense that that would be oh i mean just i mean in rankin county there's seven dogs five dogs at madison i mean at at about eighteen thousand dollars a piece we don't have to do that as long until it becomes uh legal on the federal level we're not going to have to do that Mm -hmm. We, we can still go but as a dog trainer i'm training a dog right now for the city of brandon and that's we're not putting marijuana on that dog um, so these are some things we're going to have to, 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 to go through some growing pains to figure out where, where it all shakes out. Sure. 
Because um, it, it shall's job to enforce the laws that are on the books. Absolutely. Not to not to cherry pick and say this is what we want to do. This, no. this is our personal beliefs. You're, it's your job to enforce the law as they're written on the books. That's right. Now, and, and because I don't agree with something, I, it doesn't. It, it can't affect what I do on the street. Sure. So like, it, and and I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of asking this question out loud, and my medical marijuana people are texting now, um, and maybe they can answer if if you can't. Uh, my understanding is it's going to be illegal to. Obviously, you can't consume while you're driving down the road. You know? Sure, no. So, in theory, that 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 package, that seal, uh, I guess it can be broke. The seal can be broke on it because you you can transport your medicine other mm-hmm. places. But it, but you definitely shouldn't be consuming in the vehicle. But then again, I guess the passenger could, right. and the driver almost like an open container. Uh, is illegal in some counties, not in others. Uh, this, that, and the other. There's just, there's right. a lot, it seems like a lot of gray area. It, it is, there. and and like with with um, alcohol, we, we're able to test that, right? Mm-hmm. And I can tell exactly how much your levels are. We can't do that with marijuana. All we can do are field sobriety tests uh, and go from there. So it is. It's going to be working through a lot of things. Is that why you don't that. see a lot of, uh, or you don't? Maybe there are a bunch, and I don't know, but you don't see a lot of. What would the charge? Obviously, it's not driving. It's not a DUI. But I guess because they'll be driving under the influence. Yeah, it's DUI, other substances, other substances, right? And that's through just through field sobriety. The field sobriety, and you know, but that could be marijuana. That could be any type of narcotic yeah. that's prescribed. Does that hold up in court? I mean, just field sobriety. It can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. I, I'm surprised there's not a there's not a. a, a a, a, meta, a, a test, a roast, a, a, like a blow meter thing right. for marijuana. It's something. It, it does put off a strong odor. It, it just, I'm surprised the technology is not there. It, and it's not. And those are, you know, like I said, a lot of things that we have to to go through. And you asked me what. Some, and my other concern is this, Clay, and I think I told you this. You know, it, this is being this is being labeled as medical marijuana, and in most people's mind that I've talked to, they think that a doctor is going to prescribe and monitor this. That's not the way this is going to work. A doctor is going to say, you have these one of these conditions, whatever it may be, PTSD, uh, chronic pain, uh, and he signs off on it. And then you get a card, and there's nobody who monitors um, how, you, how you intake that. Nobody's going to monitor it like a doctor would on any other prescription. So right. I think that that's, uh, you know, a lot of people really think that this is medical and when they say medical, that a doctor prescribes it, and a doctor monitors you taking it, and that's not how it's going to sure. be. Sure, it's a, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to, see to just watch it all unfold. And that's sure. been, that's been my biggest interest in this. You're, uh, no pun intended, but this is for a, a dirt to birth business here. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's mm-hmm. it's being birthed from dirt. I mean, it, it has no tentacles legally in the ground in the state of Mississippi till now. Right. So it's going to be fun to watching the yeah. whole thing grow and how it interacts with law enforcement, how the because surely they're going to have to modify this bill every year in the legislation to accommodate its growth and things that they see that are working, things that they had to do it this year, you know, right. and and other stuff. So it's going to be very interesting to see how all this plays out in the long run and what what y'all what you guys see boots on ground right. in people with uh, fake marijuana cards or stuff in their prescription bottle with marijuana they didn't buy. Just like I was saying when I had an addiction to pain pills, as long as I as long as my dealer had that same yellow Norco, right? You were no worse for the wear. As long right. as it was no more than thirty in there, you know, are people going to be doing stuff like that? Would you know they are? Well, yeah, absolutely. And 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 we're going to have to figure out how how to deal with that. It, here's here's at the end of the day, 
Um, the legislator said this is what we're going to do. So as a law enforcement officer, that's, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, we just have to figure out, um, you know, all the gray areas. And, and yeah. it's just going to take time. Got it. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back. we got Chris Piku here in the Matt Kaika Flowwood Studios with Therese Apel and myself. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Live here in the Mac Hike of Flowwood Studios. This segment is going to be brought to you by Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Get over there to Fan and Mart on the res today and any other day after 4 p.m. And get yourself one of their 12 specialty pizzas, including the Pig, Pig, Pig and others. They also, if you're not in the mood for pizza, how about a uh, pasta? How about a salad? How about a burger? Fries. Then they have those uh, dynamite balls, deep fried pork stuffed with cream cheese, drizzled with some barbecue sauce. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, give me more. Give me more. Look, they're available on all major uh, food delivery apps, including locally owned take a break deliveries. They're open late, so if you uh, if you got that medical marijuana card and you get those late night munchies, the uh, the Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's is a sling of pizzas till midnight. So check them out. Right there, Phantom Art on the res, Acme, Pizza, and Daiquiri's. They also have nine different flavors of frozen daiquiri's and a full-service bar if you're dining in. All right, in the studio here, we've got uh, Therese Apel, DarkHorsePressNow.com. That's right. Uh, Chris Piku, um, the was it, was it, director for the what, – Just the, supervisor. Supervisor yeah. of the uh, interdiction teams there with Rankin and Madison. Madison PD, yes. It's, I always want to say Madison County. It's Madison yeah. PD and Rankin County. That, that gets me tongue-tied yeah. every time. Every time. And y'all had some really big busts on I-20 in the last year, man. Y'all, I mean, y'all have had a banner year. Yeah, so we're uh, we're actually up for interdiction team of the year um, for the whole country. We'll mm-hmm. find that out um, next week. We go to Dallas. Good. Uh, to the conference. Um, so, yeah, those guys uh, that are working interdiction, I mean, they really they work hard. Um, they're self-motivated guys. and, and um, I mean, Y'all got a bus and like a big RV in the same month or back to back weeks yeah. or I mean it was a it was mm-hmm. just two historic bust yeah. in a very very short period of time and as a Rankin County resident I'm like go get them you know it's so fun to watch them take those vehicles apart too and as they find the different compartments because first of all I didn't know there was that much void in most cars or oh, yeah. trucks you know and whatever mm-hmm. but um, the other thing is too just the creativity of the criminals is sometimes well, the, kind of the bus that Clay's talking about was in the frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We well, you know, take tires off, get in there, find the door, pull it all out. Then you find out it's fentanyl. Yeah, later some on. of it was. Yeah, so, you know, and I mean, one one pill can kill, as they say. Yeah. That that's some scary stuff, right there. Yeah, um, you know, I interviewed a fella, Brad Burleson, here on the show, and his brother and sister in law, about a year apart, both died from a bad pill. One bad pill. That's it. And mm-hmm. to and now he's raising, he's adopted and raising their their their, their kids. And I wanted to tell the uh, the story of addiction from the family side. Right. And I'm going to tell you that one. I, I hadn't cried in the studio but one time, and that was it. Look, it, this fentanyl is uh, is serious. And the problem is you, you take one pill and it's fine. The next pill may have too much fentanyl in it. Um, it it's Russian roulette. And I don't understand the the drive for this or the addiction to this, but it's there. And, and we're dealing with it on a daily basis. Right. Well, and it's kind of, you know, I've heard people make the argument, well, you could get killed anytime you get in your car. 
It's so different. <laughs> it's much different. It's yeah. just, you know, to me, and I think of, you know, several of the cases that I've covered, um, you know, you've got somebody who started off maybe with sports injury and then gets hooked on pain pills and then goes to the street once the doctor won't prescribe anymore and that kind of thing. Um, That's what happened with me. I got rear-ended. Back, yeah. back got messed up. Then um, tied in with my, my, my colon ruptured and was was out for a mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. and got a lot of pills. And they just when they decide you don't need the pain pills anymore, they cut you off and your body don't just cut That's off. Right. You know, right. and that was one of the reasons I fought so hard for the Kratom stuff because that, that was how I was able to stop pain, pain pills cold turkey mm-hmm. and, you know, and use the Kratom. And that's another argument for another day, but it seems like, man, something works. Can we can 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 we reve- can we not go straight to banning things? Right. You know, if 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 people are telling you it works, but again, another conversation for another day. But the the pain pill deal and the fentanyl that was one of the main reasons I decided to you know quit and quit trying to go to the doctors and this that and the other. It's like or buying them off the streets or whatever. It's like just they can't trust it. They I mean they're pressing these pills in neighborhoods like Brook Hollow and yeah. all these other ones all throughout Jackson, and they look identical to what would come from your pharmacist, and it's just it ain't worth it. No, and these these M thirty pills that we're seeing now, um, uh, it, we're seeing more and more of it, and uh, it's it's a scary thing. It you know, really is. The M thirty, and that that's like an imprint on a uh, on a pain pill, right? Yeah, but that's the one that's got the fentanyl in it. Is that's that the one? one yeah. Is so. that the one um, when when Lee Sanders had that case and the kid was killed or you know died in an overdose, and they were able to convict the seller for. Mm-hmm. I think 105 years or something was the sentence. Is that the one up in Madison? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So was that – those were M30s, weren't they? Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I thought. Well, t- let, we got a lot of parents that listen to the show. Let, uh-huh. let, let's talk about some of this stuff real quick. What What are some things parents need to have a conversation with their kids about right now as far as what to look at? I mean, other than just don't do anything, what are some hot – what are some pills out there that, that, that you're seeing a lot of that, that – that people need to, if they're going to insist upon doing this, what do they need to avoid? I know that's a broad question, but yeah, it really is. You mentioned M thirties, yeah, and that's that's the thing. So I, you know, I have parents in the past come to me, and and they're going to, you know, the parents if they're really paying attention are going to be the first ones to notice the little bit of difference in their kids, um, and pay attention to that. And be be involved and know what they're doing. If they're very, I'm gonna tell you as a former pain pill addict, if you, if they're very high on top of the world, want to do everything, love everybody, love talking, and then within the same day, they don't want nothing to do with anybody, right. almost like bipolar disorder. But they're not mm-hmm. bipolar. They're, they're they're probably taking pain pills or Adderall. Yeah, yeah. something's going on. And so, you know, if the, and you know, like my my wife, she's a helicopter mom. She's going to know exactly what's going. And, and that's important this this day and time. When I grew up, we didn't. It was just a different time than what it is now. Um, and we're seeing it younger and younger and younger uh, kids going to Jackson just to buy fentanyl. And it's just it's amazing to me um, that they that they do that. But well, and I think that's also something that I would say as parents. You know, don't let your kids gaslight you. Right. You know, don't let them act like, no, I'm just tired today or, you know, whatever the situation is. Because even if you can't pinpoint it, we all know how to read patterns. And in any situation in your life, when somebody's pattern deviates, it's because something has changed. And that is the best way to notice with your kid. If you're not quite sure, check out that pattern and start digging. And if you have that gut feeling, something's yeah. not right, then that means something's not right. Something's, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. So, um, parents. Trust your gut. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. 
No, look, I, I'm telling you, I, I just remember the time that when I was younger and I was doing some things I wasn't supposed to do. You know, my mom started noticing, my, and my, my dad, they started noticing my behavior. And my mom, being a former narcotics agent, she picked up quicker <laughs> quicker than my dad did what was going on, you know, and said something. And, you know, that, that was the first uh, time I got, I, got, I got back on the right track. But inevitably, I drove myself back off those tracks years later. Right. But, you know, mom saying something and noticing something wasn't right, you know, it, it put that off for a few years. So you can absolutely, I mean, look, I don't, my, my daughters like to go out and have a drink and have fun and stuff like that. And I'm always on them about don't take drinks from strangers. Dang sure don't take any pills. I mean, they, and I know they, they know, but everybody thinks their kid knows. Yeah. You know, we all just want to assume our kid knows don't take a pill from a stranger. But I took a lot of pills from strangers. Right. You know, and I mean, I was raised as right as one person can be by two good parents, a former narcotics agent, mm-hmm. you know, and still hard headed as a, as a brick wall. And was like. I, I, I know him. He wouldn't give me nothing bad, but he might not. But if he got it, that's right. You know, where's the chain of, where's the, where does the chain of custody begin? Who all does it go through? Right. You know, no, I'm telling you, it's, 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 and I've seen it hit, uh, pretty close to me. Um, uh, a lady who was my assistant, her, her son passed, um, from an OD and, and, you know, just as two good parents as you could have. So it's not, it's not the parenting that it, it's you need to know who your kids are hanging with mm-hmm. and what they're doing. I mean, you just have to know. Absolutely. And I think, too, if you're a parent and you're not sure how to do it, because maybe when you say don't do that to your kid, they're going to turn around and do it the next day because that's how they're built. Um, what my parents did now, my dad was a, an assistant district attorney in Nashville and then uh, later on in his life in Ohio. And in between that, he was a pastor. And uh, he figured out that the best way with us was to kind of show us or tell us a story about what happened to somebody that did that. So that way it wasn't like, don't do that, it's bad. It was like, yeah, it's It's a good thing to avoid because look at this case that I had where this kid did this and he's dead, you know, and and that that stuff stuck with me, man. You know, I'm a big fan of the – of the credible messenger programs, mm-hmm. you know, like what Benny Ivy and them are doing. I, mm-hmm. I don't think they have any, they shouldn't be replacing police anywhere or nothing like that. Like they want to do in Jackson with some stuff, but for getting in there and talking to kids who are going through stuff and being that, you know, being that OG or whatever you want to call it, that's been through the fire, you know, it has some street cred or whatever, sitting there talking to these kids. I think that goes a lot further than sometimes hearing it from your father or hearing it from your mother yeah. or hearing it from the police. Um, but we, everybody's different. Who who penetrates that hard headedness right. is different for everybody. Absolutely. Sure. And what Benny Ivy and them are doing, if let's uh, just get real, if they if they just save a handful of kids, what they've done is well worth it. Absolutely. Um, and so you know, I, I commend people like that 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 are trying to give back to the community. Um, what gets me is sometimes we have some of them out there, and I don't want to get into no names. But, um, that try to do that, but yet they're still in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still they're still slinging, they're still doing those things, and these kids aren't stupid. And 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 to me, they cause more harm. Um, but all that I've heard coming out of you know uh, with Benny Ivy and them has been been positive on that Rankin County side. Yeah, it's been yeah. positive. So they they they, they I, I commend them. I mean, it's it's a tough thing. There's there's not a real blueprint for it. I mean, they're kind of they're kind of inventing this as they go a little bit around here, and. I commend them, and you know it's something I probably should do more of myself. You know? Well, it's just like the the trustee program at Rankin that uh, Sheriff Bailey runs is remarkable to me. You know, fifty percent mm-hmm. uh, success rate. Um, 
when you look at what's coming out of MDOC, it, it's just – I don't know why everybody's not doing it. Yeah. I'm trying to give uh, people a different direction. I mean, mm-hmm. we got to take a break. When we come back, I, there was a story I'd heard about a about a kid that I guess had got arrested for drugs coming through here, by, maybe by an interdiction team at some point, at like 17, 18 years old, and now he works for the Sheriff's Department Yeah, over there. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that that's that's putting your money where your mouth is, so to say. Right. All right, this is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back live on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. This segment will be brought to you by Lakeland Glass and Tent. Man, talk about supporters of uh, local law enforcement. Jason sure and his team over there are always first in line. First one in the door, last one out. Anytime it has anything to do with supporting our local law enforcement. Uh, and look, if you need your windows tinted on your home car or business, Lakeland Glass and Tent. If you need your automobile windshield or glass in general uh, replaced or repaired, Lakeland Glass and Tent. If you need your vehicle wrapped with your logo uh, or anything else, you just want to change the color of it and don't feel like getting it painted, Lakeland Glass and Tent. They can do it all over there. So give them a call, 601-946-1000. Or you can go to the website, and they, it, it ain't just an information website. You can go in there and punch in your vehicle. You can design things. You can get the exact quote on your tent, the whole nine yards, and schedule it all right there at lakelandglassandtent.com, where quality matters, Lakeland Glass and Tent. All right, here in the studio today, we've got Chris Piku and Therese April and man, Chris, we've just been talking a lot about just law enforcement stuff and uh, medical marijuana and uh, the drugs and things to watch out for. And but 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 brought you in this morning was to discuss this upcoming competition with the uh, with the canines and stuff. Correct. Uh, for for the benefit of people who are just getting in their car who may have missed it, recap real quick when that is, what is it, and uh, how can people participate. Yeah, so it's going to be April 17th through the 21st, um, and this is a, a yearly certification. All all police canines have to be certified once a year, um, and that's the courts. It's not a law, but it's it's court cases that say that we have to do this. So we, we're part of the United States Police Canine Association, which is the largest um, police canine association. And has the, 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 the hardest certification. So when we go into court, those certifications hold up. We have to have those. Um, and it's broke down into regions. And the state of Mississippi is uh, Region 26, um, which we're a part of. And so we have our yearly uh, certifications. And in that certification, it's scored by points, which ends up making it a competition for the guys. So um, we get that done. And uh you know, along with our training, we can, you know, keep on uh, working throughout the year. Um, and then when we get through with that, the top five dogs uh, in each event, gets we like to send them to the national event uh, so we can compare against the rest of the teams in the country. That's good stuff there. Therese, will you be, down, will you be over there this year? Yeah, absolutely. I love going to watch these things, kind of like we talked about. Um, part of it is open to the public. Mm-hmm. And if you are a dog lover, even if you know you don't know anything about police canines or you're not necessarily interested in the, the cop side of it, just going to see the dogs is just absolutely incredible. Yeah. You know, just, just to watch them in action. It's totally worth doing if you're a dog person. Yeah, absolutely. It, it sounds like fun. I, you know, I need to get, um, like I said, I we have a brown lab, a uh, chocolate lab that comes over to the house every now and then. Maybe I can <laughs> send her over to uh, to your house and get some training for a little bit. Right. Sit. 
<laughs> well, no. we have we have the guy that uh, we got a guy named Steve Henderson uh, just He's moved amazing. here from yeah. California, uh, and I'm partners with him. Uh, and this is probably the most knowledgeable guy I've ever been around in, in 30 years uh, when it comes to training dogs, whether it's pet dogs, yeah. or whether it's police dogs, or whether it's duck dogs. I mean, this guy can do it all. That's He's like Caesar only. Better, <laughs> in my opinion, yeah. yeah. Um, he used to have his own show on that Geo Wild called Boss Dog. Okay, and, I, I, somehow or another, I actually remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so Steve, uh, nicknamed Steve O, mm-hmm. uh, moved here from Compton, California, to Brandon, Mississippi, to uh, to go into business with us. Yeah, see, he's fascinating all on his own. But the the two of y'all working together, it's like I just I can't wait to see where this goes. Yeah, so. how long has he been here? Uh, he moved here in October. Oh, so this is new. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very new. We need to get him on the show here. Oh, and, and let me tell you, we can do that. Uh, I met him on a traffic stop on the interstate. <laughs> I met him. <laughs> sure I did. Had that conversation go, hey, as a matter of fact, I know everything's about to happen here. <laughs> yeah. I, I probably trained the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I stopped him and we talked and I could tell right off the bat he wasn't uh, involved in any, any illegal activity, but he had a uh, an SUV full of dogs. And so, of course, the conversation gets started, and I could tell right away he was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I told him from the get-go, I'm, I'm kind of like that person from Missouri. You have to show me, right? And uh, so we got out there and did some dog training one day, and I thought, yeah, this guy's a real deal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and we've been we've been friends ever since. I think this was a 2018, uh, and we did a lot of things together. And um, he decided he was tired of California. So I said, well, come on, come on to Mississippi. COVID had that effect on a bunch of people. Well, and, and he's just, it's just the pace, you know, yeah. and, uh, and he loves to fish and there's not any places to fish out there. So he, he isn't that, isn't that weird just geogra- geographically, you know, that you get that around that much water, but there's nowhere to fish. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. There's, there's no good fishing holes. So there's an ocean. Just the other day he called and told me I bought a, I bought a boat. I'm like, gosh. <laughs> eat up with this fish and now he's yeah. a river and now he's a now he's a river rat we'll see him at flag now island he's a yeah. you know yeah absolutely so we got a good thing going and uh uh anybody wants to follow us on uh facebook or instagram uh it's 10 8 k9 it's t-e-n 8 and a k9 mm-hmm. k and a nine um he puts out videos and uh and I'm going to tell you, you need to watch some of these videos because you'll think it's professionally done. I'm like, man, is there anything you can't do? Right. All right. All right. I just found it. It's just one word, 10, the, spell out 10, 8K9, T-E-N-8K9. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just hit like. And I'm going to share that. So if y'all are friends of me on Facebook, it'll be easy to find there. Just go hit uh, Clay Edwards and I'll have it shared Well, there. and I need to throw in there, too. I have a friend that, um, long story short, through the kindness of a whole bunch of people, um, she ended up with a um, Belgian, wait, Dutch Shepherd Dutch Belgian Shepherd. Malinois mix, who is just a beast. He is an awesome dog. Only he was a little too much for her to handle. So she was trying to figure out what to do. And so we hooked her up with Steve O and Chris. And just one day of showing her kind of what to do, like she's got this dog in line now. And this dog has a very high prey drive and had gotten hold of some little animals. And uh, and now when he takes off running after something, she can call his name and he whips around. He doesn't, you know, but that was something that at the beginning she lived in terror. He was going to get somebody's pet or mm-hmm. something like that. And um, and just one day of working with them and, and they gave her the skills she needed to now put this dog in line to where he is 
actually a really good dog to have. Um, partially, she's she's a former uh, deputy. She's got some PTSD, and this is helping both of them as they work together to kind right. of get their lives back in line. And so. the the ten eight canine are y'all doing is this stuff? Y'all doing personal dogs for people, or is it strictly just uh, law enforcement? So the ten eight canine is all law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, Steve-O's got another page where he does um, just pet dogs. Yeah. Um, he has people sending them from all over, I mean, from California, from from different places all over the country. Uh, so he has dogs there that he's doing that with. Um, and then the, the police market is just something we do on the side. Cool. I dig it. I dig it. All right, let's take our last break. Come back, land the plane with uh, Chris Piku and Therese April for the day. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. Just kind of landing the plane here with Therese April, DarkHorsePressNow.com, and Chris Piku. He is the, uh, the 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 head man with the introduction teams there in Rankin County and Madison PD. Yeah. You got it right this time. Got it right. Yep. Uh, 30 times of saying it, finally got it right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, man, one of the things we hit um, over the course of this show was parents, just watch out what your kids are doing. Um, have that talk with them, and I, I, I know it's a nauseum, but w- be talk to them about these pills. Talk to them about the people they're hanging out with. Watch for things that are going on. Uh, if nothing else, you know, if we, if we the old saying, if we save just one life, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's worth it. Just, if we have ten thousand conversations today, and one of those saves a kid's life because you put it in the back of their mind. Don't take an M30 or don't take any dang pill. Right. right. That's where there's M30. Is that the imprint on them? I assume. Right. Yeah, a little blue pill, M30 uh, is what we're seeing here lately, and uh, it's just dangerous. Man, it's dangerous. And they're, they're, I guess they're pressing those. Well, it don't really matter where they're pressing them, but imagine they're Most pressing them. Most of it's coming locally. out of Mexico. Mexico? Yeah. I tell you, I mean, the last time I got a bag of uh, what I could tell were pressed pills, they were a little flakier, just a little less consistent. I know that the quality's come up, and that's what's right. scary. Used to, you can kind of shake them, and if they dissolve a little or cracked a little bit, you're like, that's that, that's bogus. Right. Now they're coming out just as hard and just as, uh, you can't tell the difference. Look, they're, they're, the medical, car- they're coming out of medical-grade facilities. Right, and if the cartels can make money out of Mexico on it, they're going to. Whether, whether it's drugs or human smuggling, it doesn't matter. They're going to get involved in it, and uh, that's what we're seeing. They've taken over that market. Yeah, and we mentioned that because they got fentanyl in them, and this, yeah. the fentanyl yeah. is the is the one one pinprick of it can kill yeah. you. Well, you know, Clay, when I started in the '90s, crack cocaine, we thought we'd never see nothing worse, and it was meth, and it was heroin, um, and now fentanyl. So, uh, Chris, thank you for coming in today. Absolutely, brother. Therese, thank you for coming in anytime. Yep, I will be back. Hold a whole another hour to go with our Grow Your Nose segment coming up next. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.